The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. Brendan Glasheen alongside Sean Zarillo and Charlie Disturco in today for Anthony DeBundo, our Tuesday program. We join you throughout the baseball season Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Payoff Pitch. We greatly appreciate it. We do take a look, and your listenership is uh, delightful. So thanks for being here. DeBundo is somewhere uh, in the woods uh, enjoying <laughs> nature. So. He's, I don't know, like, I don't know, you know, what's the right word I'm looking for? Uh, parts unknown. Hopefully he can find his way to uh, get involved and maybe listen to the podcast, wherever he may be. 15 game slate. We'll get to Dinger Tuesday. Charlie is going to uh, get the torch, the imaginary torch from DeBundo. Even though Charlie does bet Dinger Tuesday stuff, it's DeBundo who normally writes the column, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll get to that. Zarillo, great day for the pod on Monday. Best bets cashed. We had the uh, underdogs go through some of the final bets as well. Now with more games, 15 game slate, where are we looking for a best bet on Tuesday? Going with the Texas Rangers in the first five innings, pretty big edge here for me. I made this closer to minus 215, so I like it all the way up at minus 196. Honestly, I could have made this even wider if I had fully incorporated everything that Nathan Evaldi and Rich Hill have done this year. But using a bit more of their preseason projections, get this a bit more reasonable. It sort of aligns my full game line with where the actual market is around minus 155, but still gives me a massive edge on the Rangers in the first five innings when we're attacking Rich Hill. And I think the Pirates actually have a pretty decent bullpen. So if it gets to the final four innings, both starters come out, I think it actually does get closer to like a 60-40 game, but or even a coin flip, honestly, at that point. But uh, Rich Hill is basically just surviving at this point. He's throwing like 75 mile an hour curveballs, hoping he gets an umpire with a wide strike zone and hoping he can nick the edge of the zone and get calls because anything he's throwing is extremely hittable at this point. Occasionally he'll loop in a few curveballs and then blow like a 90 mile an hour fastball above your hands if you're not expecting it. 
But by and large, Rich Hill, like a 5.6 expected ERA this season, actual ERA of about 3.3. We talk a lot about batting average on balls in play, strain rate. Those numbers for Hill are not that bad. He is a 301 Babbitt. But you look at other guys with a similar expected ERA mark as him, their batting average on balls in play is closer to 333, 340. So he should be getting hit much harder than he is. He's actually just been very fortunate to date. The Rangers um, rank top three both against lefties and righties. They actually have a better split, though, and they're doing better against league average versus lefties. So technically view this as the Rangers' better split. Huge starting pitching advantage. Nathan Evaldi throwing the ball better than ever this year. So I like the Rangers here quite a bit, up to about minus 196. But anything above minus 180, I'd sort of reduce the risk. I, I would make a better, bigger bet, though, at minus 175, minus 179. And outside of his last start against the Braves, Nathan Evaldi has been stellar for the Texas Rangers this season. Did had allow a couple home runs to Atlanta last time out. All right, Charlie Desturco. Speaking of any thoughts on Rich Hill, because I, I know you love sounding off on Rich Hill. You've got to have <laughs> something to add here. I mean, I love anytime Sean wants to take a shot at Rich Hill. I'm I'm down to hop on board. Uh, <clears throat> I'm looking toward the player prop market more for this. Uh, matchup with Ezekiel Duran. He crushes left-handed pitching, and the market just does not seem to really catch up with him. He's got a 381 average, a 619 slugging against lefties, and six extra base hits and 16 hits this far. So at, at a high rate, he's getting for going for extra bases, a 140 WRC plus against left-handed pitching. So that's where I go with rating Rich Hill, and I might be adding another prop. We'll see on that front. I mean, listen, he is... I, I tweeted it the other day. He is... One of the luckiest and most aggravating pitchers I've ever watched in baseball. And I'm all for a fade of Dick Mountain, as I call him. He probably haunts my nightmares. And after tonight, when I go over two on my props, it'll be even worse. Duran plus 600 to Homer, by the way. Yeah, I'm oh yeah, I'm on that. I that, great number. And 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 if you're not for the birthday narratives or not, his birthday was yesterday. I got a day off because they knew he's facing a lefty today. Not actually, but <laughs> love him here. I hit him on Saturday, I believe, against left-handed pitching. Uh, he had a home run, two hits. Uh, it, he crushes lefties. So, Quick quick thought also on this game. We've talked a lot about Boston being a top baseball in overs, their <laughs> over record. The Rangers have dethroned them. Rangers <laughs> are at 64%, 29-16-2 and two to the over. Zerillo totals eight in the interest of fading Rich Hill. Is is that number fair or is there, is there some value on, on the total of eight Rangers Pirates? Mm, I make it eight and a half. It might've been eight last night and I'm assuming that it moved up. Um, I would need to take a look closer, but I'm probably more interested in playing Rangers team totals. If anything, maybe first five team totals as the away team. I've mentioned it before, but you're guaranteed nine innings of at-bats. So just, you know, in the event that the Pirates score 12 runs off of Nathan Eovaldi in the first inning, and we only bet the Rangers team total, that way at least we're getting nine innings for them to score runs. So, yes, like, you know, obviously the Pirates scoring 12 runs would help a, a full game over. But uh, <laughs> generally, I like to target the the bad pitcher with the team totals. Looking at mm-hmm. BetMGM, total runs for the Rangers, you can get over four and a half at minus 110 for the full game, four and a half. Yeah, okay, that's very probably good. about right. I make it 4.8. So, yeah, I, I will. Uh, I would say if a minus 105 for over eight, if I can get that, that'd probably be my price target. I'll, I'll take a look after we finish recording the pod. Very good. There's your weekly Rich Hill bashing on payoff pitch. Moving yes. on to fading the public. There was some, oh, a lot of public. My best sign. bet. 
We oh, you didn't do your best bet yet. I'm sorry. No, we, 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 we went on this tirade about Rich Hill. I didn't get my opportunity yet to, to throw my best bet. Uh, the over in San Francisco, Minnesota. I bet it last night, seven and a half plus money. It's up to yeah. eight. I'd still take it there. Listen, the, you look at these two pitchers, Alex Cobb, Sonny Gray. Both pitchers have sub two ERAs. But then when you look at their expected metrics, there's a bit of concern there. Cobb, his expected ERA is near four. And he's got a hard hit rate that's near 50%. And yet he's been able to really sustain this low ERA because he's got an 88.1 left on base rate, which is just unsustainable. Not even like baseball's best can continue that rate. So that number is going to be coming down heavy. The last time he pitched against the Phillies, he didn't make it out of the fourth inning. Five hits, five walks, just two runs. So I'm expecting him to blow up and everything to blow up in his face over the next couple of starts. He's been extremely lucky when you look at his advanced metrics and opposite him, Sonny Gray, he's a lot more impressive. And I think he's able to sustain a more dominant season. I mean, you look at his expected metrics, they're in the low threes. So not as severe as Alex Cobb, but still has a mid 80 left on base rate. He hasn't yet to give up a home run despite a 7% barrel rate. And the Giants are in their positive split here. We talk about the Giants. You want to fade them against lefties. You want to back them against righties. And the Giants have a, a, a lefty-heavy lineup. So they're getting Sonny Gray here tonight. They're seventh in WRC+, plus, fifth in walk weight, third in isolated power against right-handed pitching. And the Twins also in their better split, 13th in WRC+, plus against right-handed pitching, top 10 in both walk rate and isolated power. So bullpen's great out about average, but I love this opportunity to fade both starting pitchers here. Eight runs is just too low for me i i'm especially when it opened at seven and a half so that's why you follow us in the action app but still love it here at eight yeah i made this 8.3 last night and honestly like i kept going back and checking my park factor because i was like why am i a run higher than the actual total i thought i thought i was off and i honestly didn't even bet the first five over immediately even though i probably could have gotten better numbers because i i thought i was doing something wrong legitimately <laughs> like i was confused why this total was so low good hitting weather in minnesota today i don't I, yeah. charlie mentioned the splits and everything else like 83 degrees at first pitch, wind blowing out. That's great hitting weather. So, yeah, this was an easy overplay for me. Sorry, Charlie, for stepping over your best bet. I feel, <laughs> I feel guilty. Let's move forward to finding out if we're going to fade the public. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Handful of public sides today that we've identified in the Action Network Pro section of the app. 78% of the bets, 96% of the dollars coming in on the Marlins over the Rockies. That one's in Coors Field today at Coors Field. Also, the people like Philadelphia over Arizona. Diamondbacks got the best of the Phillies last night. 82% of the bets, 97% of the cash on Philly. And we just talked about Twins and Giants, just talking winning the game, money line. 84% of the bets, 93% of the cash on the Twins to take down the Giants. Zarillo, you have a play on each of these three games. What do you got? Yeah, I like the Giants over seven and a half. I might consider betting the first five over four as well to about minus 110. Again, another bet I'll take a look at after the podcast. Been playing more full game totals than first five totals lately. I just, I absolutely hate betting first five totals. It's a personal thing. Uh, as for the Marlins and the Phillies, I like the Marlins in the first five innings on the road. Yuri Perez, first time I bet him this season. I bet against him twice. I think Austin Gomber is butt. But he uh, <laughs> has pitched a little bit better of late, and the Marlins can't hit lefties. So it's not a particularly large bet. And also, you have to be mindful anytime you're taking, especially a young pitcher, into Coors Field. Because all these guys show up with their sliders, happen Hunter Green. 
and they can't throw the slider. Thankfully for Yuri, he has a curveball too. So he's got a backup option. Maybe he goes very fastball, curveball heavy tonight. But by and large, these young guys go into course field. Their slider doesn't work. They panic and they start getting hit. So keep an eye on Yuri Perez's pitch usage tonight. But I still make the Marlins about minus 135 for the first five innings. So a nice edge on them there would avoid the full game. They may struggle to score, may lose one nothing because they can't hit lefties. As for the Phillies, projected a nice edge on this last night. I need to see where the first five line is today. I like Matt Strom quite a bit. We saw him starting at the beginning of the year. Now they're using him as an opener as they sort of dial him back into bullpen usage. Uh, I'm not fully sure who they're planning on bringing him after him. We talked about openers yesterday, and we sort of nailed those with Sean Manaya coming in, Josh Fleming coming in for the Giants and the Rays after their respective openers. I don't know specifically who the Phillies are planning on using, but for at least the first time through the order, they have a pretty significant pitching advantage. I'm not a Ryan Nelson guy. I like everybody else on the Diamondbacks. Do not like Ryan Nelson all that much. So the Phillies uh, in both halves, I believe I originally showed an edge. Let me get the price target for everybody here just so I know we are on the same page. It has come up for the full game and the first five innings, frankly, but if you could get about minus 135, if it jumps back down at all, in either half, I like the Phillies. Uh, this just seems like a much better matchup for them. Bullpen advantage, starting pitching advantage. And uh, they should start playing a little bit better at some point. Zarela, let me throw this at you. Reading from Todd Zalecki, who is Philadelphia's MLB.com reporter. He's got Dylan Covey as the expected pitcher to follow Matt Strom. Yeah, you know, I actually had a... So I think they were originally considering using Covey uh as the starter and then they decided to use strom as the opener ahead of him so kovey projects kind of similarly to ryan nelson like there's not a massive difference between them so yeah like the the biggest edge is going to come from that first time through the order maybe even lean to phillies on a first three money line not something i normally bet like a, but a first three innings money line for the phillies if you could get that around the same price minus 145 minus 140 I think that'd be a solid bet because that's worth their biggest advantage in the game should come. So not something you'll see me put in the app, but I'm actually going to look those up after as well. Philly's first three innings, I think is a solid bet today. Okay. You know, who's a, you know, who's a first three inning money line who we should start looking at Graham Ashcraft because yeah. <laughs> every single time he collapses in the fifth inning and costs me a first five money line. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Charlie, we already mentioned you you like the twins giants over as a best bet. You have an uh, you have a play on the on the fish. Again, we're talking fading the public. Marlins, Phillies, Twins, getting all the love in terms of the public money. Marlins, Rockies. You have an angle there. Yes, just real quick. Um, Zarello, I think the Marlins hit lefties well. So is oh uh, is it reverse from last year? Because last year they were historically bad against lefties. Yeah, and the Tigers I think were it's historically reverse. bad I think against righties. 20... Is that flip the season? Yeah. Yeah, it's very possible. No Jazz Chisholm right now, so they don't have to worry about that. Arise, obviously probably their best hitter and is a left-hander. But yeah, Charlie might be right. Their splits might've flipped this season. Last year, the Tigers, historically bad versus righties, decent versus lefties. The Marlins, historically bad versus lefties, decent versus righties. But I think Charlie's right. I think it has like changed a little bit this year. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they are top that they're ninth now. No, it's it's a good it's a good call out because, you know, these splits do change. They're, they're 26th against righties and top 10 against lefties. So it actually has changed this year. I need to see like where my model has them projected, you know, relative to righties versus lefties, uh, because that is something I'm trying to project. And the lineup they're using today actually seems decent against lefties. John Birdie and De La Cruz, maybe the only guys with 
technically below average splits against lefties. So, and De La Cruz, we like quite a bit. We can get into him later. Yeah, I, I like excellent Marlins. teamwork, Charlie. Excellent yeah, teamwork. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know what? We're tag teaming this because we're both we're in lockstep with the Marlins, and I'm like sitting there. I'm like, okay, I like the Marlins with the first five because they're in their better split against left-handed pitching. Obviously, not. Luis Arise, but the rest of the team, Jorge Soler. Yeah. I mean, you look at his total base props, he's over two and a half at plus money. Like that, that's how good that Jorge Soler is. He, he's going to be like plus 200 at a home run tonight. Austin Gomer, I'm not sure how he's a big league pitcher. Like, frankly, I don't understand how he keeps getting thrown out there. Yeah, he's been a little bit better as of late, but bottom 5% of all pitchers in expected batting average, expected slugging, expected batting average opponents are hitting and expected 310 against them. So that's not good. His strikeout rate has dipped for a third consecutive season. His walk rate and his and his barrel rate are nearing double digits. So it's just across the board, there's not one positive you can really take from Gomber, except for the fact that his curveball has a sub-200 expected batting average. But what happens when your command is wonky and you can't rely on the swing and miss curveball in the dirt because you have to throw more fastballs and you have to throw more heaters. And that fastball has been absolutely teed off on a 400 expected batting average against. So I love the Marlins here. I think, obviously, Perez... And I, and I wrote this in my uh, slate breakdown, which is funny that Zarella mentions it. We see with Hunter Green, there's opportunities where with a high fat, with a high velocity fastball and then a slider doesn't work, it could lead to damage at course Field and just in general, a higher home run rate, especially at course Field. But I love Yuri Perez at a, at a minus 122, 125, what it is right now against Gomber in the first five rather than getting into the whole bullpen ordeal. I don't even have a rise projected in the lineup, by the way. It's I have uh, all righties for them. So, Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from insuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Okay, folks, summer is nearly here, so let's talk about Shady Rays, friends of the Action Podcast family. Shady Rays is an independent company offering world-class polarized sunglasses just as good as any expensive pair you've worn. And like our unshakable gambling spirits, their frames are incredibly durable. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. 
every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose your shades or break them even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, that's fine. Nobody gets mad. Just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. It's not like betting the Devils or the Knicks, for example. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Okay, let's move on to underdogs for Tuesday. Zarillo, where might we find some value underdog? Where's my dog? Yeah, uh, yesterday was honestly a phenomenal day for underdogs. I should have pointed yeah. it out, but I ended up betting almost every underdog on the board. I like the Reds again today. Charlie shouted out Graham Ashcraft, who broke my heart last week when he blew up a first five bet. We're going to try to run it back with him today. I just think he's underrated in the betting market because his strikeout and walk numbers aren't particularly pretty. I talk about all the time. There's guys who underlying metrics like expected FIP, FIP, Sierra are waiting strikeout and walk numbers very heavily and I think sort of undercut him. He does allow more weak contact than most pitchers. Ground ball rate north of 50%, home run per nine rate under one per nine innings. Very tough to do in today's environment. He forces the Cardinals into their lesser split. They are better against lefties than righties. And Adam Wainwright is really falling off of a cliff. He's experiencing a further velocity decline at his age. Time was going to catch up to him inevitably, and it seems like it might finally be doing it. Uh, Even in the World Baseball Classic, Team USA was like, absolutely not. (laughs) You were not going near the mound. We brought brought our D-team pitchers for Team USA, and Adam Wainwright was like nowhere near the mound. Uh, So that that tells you what the opinion of Team USA was of him at this point. Yeah, he's throwing batting practice. Um, I made this line about plus 105 for the Reds. Uh, I actually don't see like a massive difference between these two bullpens. Is the Cardinals bullpen so much better than the Reds bullpen? I know, I know Alexis Diaz couldn't throw strikes last night, but yeah, I, uh, I'm not so sure that the Cardinals have a pitching advantage anywhere in this matchup. So 
The Reds to about plus 115 would be a bet for me. I'm going to try to find a first five bet as well, but unfortunately, I don't think the number is juicy enough. Charlie, underdog you like for Tuesday. Yeah, hopefully I don't get talked into this Reds bet because I do not want to deal with Graham Ashcroft again. My my underdog see, see it see it six twenty when it's in the app. Yeah, right. you'll see it right before the game where I'm like itching for another ad. But yeah, uh, my underdog is the Chicago White Sox here against Cleveland Guardians. Dylan Cease not the same pitcher that he was over the last couple of years, but this is more of a fade against Logan Allen. You look at his numbers; he's been incredibly lucky thus far. A two eighty six expected batting average. An expected slugging that nears 500. And his expected ERA is two runs higher than actual. He doesn't really walk many batters, but he and he ranks around league average in chase and whiff rate. But his barrel rate is near double digits. So opponents are able to see him kind of well and hit him hard. He just has been able to mitigate damage thus far. Both C's and Allen right around that 50% mark in hard hit rate. But C's is slightly better, and I give the advantage to C's who's pitched you know, in the big leagues for the last couple of years, Logan Allen, relatively new to the MLB White Sox in their better split here. Guardians offense. I mean, we've talked about it. I feel like all season long, their offense is pretty disastrous. They put the ball in play, but they really can't do anything and get on base or do anything with those runners on base or 25th and WRC plus against right-handed pitching the White Sox 105 WRC plus against lefties. So Allen, a 83% left on base rate. Cease at 64.7% left on base rate. That's one of the biggest differentials for me. And obviously, Allen pitching way above expectation while Cease is right around what you expect. So at plus money, I love the White Sox here. Better offense. Bullpen not as good, but starting pitching edge enough for me to back them here. Let's go, 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 White Sox. Chicago's proud of you. All right, like we talked about, big slate, every team's in action. Sean Zarillo has opening pitch up at actionnetwork.com. Full breakdown of the slate. You have a couple more bets, Zarillo. Of course, you, my point bringing up the article is to read it, look at it. You go more in depth uh, on these plays, but you've got a couple money line picks and some first five angles as well. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, very nice comment on Twitter yesterday. Somebody said, uh, you know, even if you're a fan of the sport and not betting it, they found it helpful. So that was that was very nice to see. Uh, just kind of get a feel for fantasy, which way pitchers are trending, stuff like that. Hopefully there's some nuggets in there for you. Uh, to piggyback off of the game that Charlie just talked about, I like the over in that matchup. He mentioned a lot of reasons why the over should be viable. Cease declining, White Sox in their better split. Uh, they also, I think the Guardians, who don't strike out at all, just present a difficult matchup for Cease because they're going to foul a lot of pitches off force him to rack up that pitch count and then hopefully get into that White Sox bullpen. So I think we see runs in that matchup projected to total closer to nine. Again, another first five over that I'll take a look at projected that at five, maybe an over four and a half is something I'll consider betting. But that seems like more of an attritional game for me where Cease maybe gets worn down by the fifth inning and then gives up runs in the sixth. We will think about that one a little bit more. Uh, The Tampa Bay Rays surprised at their pricing in recent days and really yesterday specifically um just felt like the line kept moving against them i don't i don't know what happened to all the market love for this team but i've been picking up the pieces lately and profiting the raise in either half today to about minus 120 i know taj bradley after he got sent down struggled a little bit first inning of his last start didn't look great I'm not a big home road splits guy, but Jose Barrios, you can see the chart in my article today. Every single year, his strikeout minus walk rate on the road is 5% lower. He's just worse on the road. I don't know what it is. 
I don't know if he needs like a sleep apnea machine. Like what's going on with Jose Barrios? Why can't he pitch after sleeping in hotels? It's very odd. It really is very odd. Um, Cause there's no like discernible explanation other than just teams are slightly worse on the road, but every single year, his strikeout minus walk rate is 5% worse on the road. So the Rays, both halves today, minus 120-ish, look like bets for me. Also made this total at nine. So like the over eight and a half there as well with Barrio struggling and Bradley potentially blowing up. Um, few more bets. The Cubs on the money line, like it to about minus 108 against the Mets. Uh, Drew Smiley just started throwing a sinker last year or start, started throwing a, yeah, I believe a sinker last year, got away from his four-seam fastball. He's been a renewed pitcher. Another guy whose strikeout walk rates, expected FIP, aren't really capturing him, but expected ERA says his results are mostly justified. So Drew Smiley generating a ton of weak contact. I think he could frustrate the Mets today. Uh, Griffin Canning, Brian Bayo, honestly, not that different in terms of upside, arm talent, at least when they first came up. I think Bayo has a higher ceiling, certainly, but the results they're putting on paper are pretty comparable. So the Angels at even money. And then the dreaded Oakland Athletics, uh, first five only. Oh my God. I know I can't believe I'm giving it out, but two about plus 170. This is purely a Marco Gonzalez fade. If I could bet a team total, I would have. Uh, it just didn't pop up for me. But yeah, I really don't see a big difference between Luis Mandina and Marcos Gonzalez. I don't. Uh, just, we talked about handicapping the A's and motivation, but small bet. A's got it around plus 190. It's closer to plus 170 now. That's fine. Wouldn't bet it much lower. <sighs> okay. I know. I'm not looking at it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, Oakland team total for the game, three and a half. Overs at minus 105. But you're looking more first five, right? Yeah, I'd be looking more first five team total. Um, the Mariners do have a decent bullpen. It's actually underperformed this year, but they have a decent bullpen. Let me see where my Oakland... First five number is at uh, having them at like 1.9. So I'd need a, I need a 1.5 and I would imagine it's at two. Okay. By the way, I wanted to chime in on Jose Barrios and look at it. Pro baseball reference. Stunning. You're right. Stunning numbers at home, 13 more wins than he has on the road in his career. Home runs 90 on the road, 53 at home. And walks 183 on the road, 140 at home. And it's not, you know, like Target Field, Rogers Center. These are not major hitters parks. If anything, they play slightly favorable to pitchers. So I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, I guess that that lends into home road splits, right? Uh, maybe pitching at somewhat favorable pitchers parks, but it shouldn't be this drastic. It's it's wild. It's drastic. Jumping off Zerillo's bet on the A's, Charlie. I mentioned I mentioned your name yesterday. How you've given out the A's a few times on payoff pitch, and it's been successful. So maybe you are who we need to hey. give Zerillo more confidence on backing Oakland. Uh, listen, Brendan, I've never led you astray when I've told you to bet on the Oakland Athletics, and today Ooh. I'm betting on them as well. Hey. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going full game though. I. You know, I'm I, maybe I'm making a mistake by just getting like the extra thirty cents of of value or thirty cents on the on the money line here. But Marco Gonzalez is is my Patrick Corbin to Sean Zarrillo. <laughs> I every time Marco Gonzalez is on the mound, I am fading him at some capacity. His expected batting average is near three hundred. He has a 
7.7 barrel rate, a 465 expected slugging, the lowest hard hit rate since his rookie season. Yes, Brendan, this is the 10 and 39 athletics, 2 and 0 when Charlie gives it out on the pod, though. But if you look at their offense, they're 11th in WRC plus against left handed pitching, above average in isolated power, above average in weighted on base average. I, I think that, like Zerillo said, that the difference between Marco Gonzalez and, and Medina are not that different. And at plus 200, I'm going to bet that Oakland Athletics, I mean, Marco Gonzalez should never be this big of a favorite against anybody. I don't care if it's like the Action Network MLB team that's hitting against them like we could probably put up a couple runs um so i like them at the money line there and i also like brent rooker over one half total bases a little bit of uh a dabble on his home runs he uh he has a 1108 ops against left-handed pitching this year he's been crushing left-handers so you usually want to fade him against righties back him against lefties a 160 wrc plus so a, a, a very above average hitter and capable hitter of finding the outfield seats against lefties. And then just to reiterate Sean's point, Ray's first five money line, Bradley, you look at his stuff, 35% strikeout rate, a 183 expected batting average, a 320 expected slugging, an expected ERA at 2.5. And if you look at that Mets start that he made, he looked a little shaky, obviously in that first inning. But then since then was the way better pitcher was incredible. The Mets had absolutely nothing against him. And Tampa's first in WRC plus. I don't understand, like Sean said, why the market is so low on the Rays right now, especially against Barrios, who has a, a five expected ERA and a near five hundred expected slugging. The, the Rays have Yandy Diaz back, so their their lineup is is just as good as as it was back in the day. I'm going first five because the Rays bullpen has been a bit iffy, despite them being deep and stuff like that this season. I'm just going to trust Bradley here, and I pure for pure like Bradley Barrios. There's a big difference between those two. Uh, in my opinion, and enough for me to back it at minus 120, 125. And then I gave out Duran earlier, and this brings us to our final bet, which I think Sean and I are in lockstep with is a dinger prop. I'll let Sean kind of take it after I just give a, a little setup here. De La Cruz, Brian De La Cruz, plus 119 WRC plus against left-handed pitching, hitting 344 with a 500 slugging. Last 14 days, he's tearing the leather off the ball, and yet he's priced over double Jorge Soler. Sean, I'll let you kind of take it home on that one. I mean, this kid just has light tower power. I've seen him hit home runs in the past couple of years as far as anybody has hit them. He's only 77th percentile in, in uh, average exit velocity, 58th in max. So it's maybe it's just something anecdotally where I feel like I've seen him crush balls. But yeah, I mean, this kid has crazy power going to course field. Uh, I expect him to potentially be like a 25, 30 home run bat at some point. So I just getting five to one on him to Homer today when he's red hot facing a lefty. It's a no brainer, especially when Jorge Soler is plus two fifty. Jorge Soler is half his price. Why is rise Brian De La Cruz double the price of Soler? Yeah. In course for the, hold on for the sake of consistency, backtracking here on the A's. Do we have, so we have Talladega Knights. Shrek, what's the what's this uh the story the the movie uh, tie-in for the A's today to beat the Mariners? Let's ah, uh, you know, I I guess it maybe it's David versus Goliath. We're we're talking we're talking the little the little ten and thirty nine Oakland Athletics coming in against the Mariners, the big bad Mariners. The the Athletics haven't won in five games. You know they're 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 gonna get this done. Trust me, Ren, Ren Rucker, home run, bucket. 
All right. Very good. <laughs> Fellas, good stuff. Charlie DeSterco, Sean Zarillo, you can find them both in the Action Network app. Follow them. If Charlie does indeed add the Reds later, you'll see it in the app if you follow Charlie. Um, and we're back on Friday for Payoff Pitch. We are presented by BetMGM. We are Action Network's go-to MLB betting podcast. Please leave a five-star rating. We appreciate it. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. You all have a great Tuesday and talk to you again on Friday. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.